how about that cigar? How about that cigar? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Drew Estate Cigar Studios to episode number 81 of How About That Cigar Live. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, if you would take just a moment, please share us out to your favorite Facebook cigar groups uh, and let as many people know as possible that we are now live so they can join in on the conversation and watch along with you. Uh, thanks so much, as always, for joining us. Uh, and as always, we come to you live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studios. And we're going to tell you once again about the Drew Estate Bronxzilla, the Acid 20 Bronxzilla. In 2019, Drew Estate celebrated an important milestone with the global introduction of the Acid 20th anniversary. And now the Acid 20 Bronxzilla, an Ecuadorian Connecticut shade offering that will be available exclusively through Alliance Cigar Company. Wrapped in a creamy, smooth Connecticut shade cover leaf over Indonesian binder and rich Nicaraguan filler, Brockzilla is packed with bold flavor and aroma. Each 5x54 Robusto is blinged out in chrome foil and packed in a 20-count box emblazoned with the Acid 20 logo. For more information, please visit DrewEstate.com and AllianceCigars.com. So once again, episode number 81. As you can see, Garrett is not live in studio with me. He is live at his home studio. Mm-hmm. Garrett, how's it going? Well, much better. So for those who don't know, um, obviously a couple weeks ago and last week I was um, not on the show and I had the Rona and it sucked. It was not fun. Um, My, I'm feeling so much better. Um, You know, I've been smoking cigars the last couple days now. My taste and smell is maybe 50, 60%. So that's starting to come back. But, um, you know, one more week out of studio and it'll be safe to come back uh, with Matt next week. So I'm excited for that. But yeah, feeling much better. Good. And uh, yeah, excited for our show tonight. Good. So, um, uh, yep. I didn't want to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You go ahead. You go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> go, go ahead. I know we we all know what's on your mind. Go ahead, get get your get your gloating hat on and and get it out of your system now because I'm not going to deal. So with it. here's uh, for real uh, a text I sent to Matt at about just before noon on Sunday. It read, "Please ask your team to use lube and be gentle." Uh, everybody thought the Packers were just going to have their way with the Vikings, yep. myself included. Yep. And um, I mean, you talk to any of the experts, in fact, you know, both the, the Fox team and the ABC crew, they're uh, people that called the locks. Most of them call you know, Packers. It was, you know, that was the pick if that was their game and rightfully so. Um, Delvin cook, Delvin cook and the green Bay run defense. You know, Kirk Cousins only threw 14 passes. Yeah. And um, so it the game was fantastic for a Vikings fan. Um, and, uh, yeah, I had, was, I had a blast. I know you did. I know you did. <laughs> I, I had a blast for the first uh, eight minutes of the game. Oh. Uh, well, the, no, the first quarter. The first quarter. Yeah. Was fine, but. They and I've told other people this too. 
during pretty much the whole course of that game, even early on when when the Packers were winning 14 nothing, they all I'm talking everybody from Aaron Rodgers on down. They all looked like they just didn't even want to be there. They looked bored. They looked lackadaisical. They looked like, what the hell are we doing bothering with this game? And then when they started getting railed, they just, they, they had no sense of urgency, nothing. I was very Mm -hmm. disappointed in the, but, but that takes nothing away from the, the run game, the offensive line, uh, for, for, for yeah, I tell you what, playing, playing really well. Yeah, that offensive line uh, for Minnesota, they made a couple of key moves, brought in some younger guys that you know we we are coming from a um, you know our bye week, which obviously they they did some magical things on that line and gave Dalvin great lanes to run in yep. and gave Cousins enough time on the passing plays and the play action to to make some things happen. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, we'll see how the rest of the season goes, but yeah, both our teams need to play better. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Especially on defense on both, both for both teams. Our defenses are, are terrible. Yeah. And I read today where, cause we, we need wide receiver help and we apparently were looking on the, they were looking to uh, work a trade for somebody I don't recall who right now, but that that fell through. So, back to the uh, back to the drawing board. Um, and Risty's Bears, they're really good. They're really good. I mean they 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 had a rough spot, but I still think they're really good. We got to watch out for them. I think they're better on paper than than they've been playing. To be honest, yeah, you know. Um, but when I think the potential the there, they're outstanding. Yeah, no doubt. So. Nick, I, I, you know, I'm still not sold on Foles, um, but yeah, I'm, we'll I'm still not sold on Cousins either. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, well, let's uh, let's get into our main event of the evening, our special guest segment. And as always, guys, you know this: our special guest segment is brought to us by. Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, the Internet's largest and easiest to use virtual cigar store. Corona Cigar Company offers you the finest handmade cigars, humidors, and cigar accessories at the absolute lowest possible price. You'll also find unique and limited cigars containing Florida sun-grown tobacco. As a proud American, president and founder of Corona Cigar Company, Jeff Borshowitz, believed it was possible to bring cigar tobacco farming back to Florida. At Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, You'll find the best selection anywhere in the world of cigars containing this special Florida sun-grown tobacco. If you live in Florida or are just visiting, be sure to visit any of the great Corona cigar locations in downtown Orlando, Sand Lake, Lake Mary, and also the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge in Tampa. For more info on all of that, please visit coronacigar.com and floridasungrown.com. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to episode number 81 we've had him on the show before but it was on a panel discussion this show is all about honest abe abe Debabna from smoke in welcome to how about that cigar live hey glad to be here pretty sure i was the only guy you could book on that election night <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was we were talking before we went live that that what i i'm booking dates for the show i don't even look at what else is going on i totally spaced that this was election night so uh it's uh it's 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 crazy watching uh 
you know, watch it, kind of watching returns in the background and seeing what's going on with all that. But I hope, I hope uh, everybody either voted early or, or made it out to the polls today to, uh, to, uh, you know, put in their votes. So what are things looking like uh, down there for you, Abe? Um, I mean, I was watching the chaos, but I remember, I remember last election where I went to bed saying this was all over and I woke up to like almost a heart attack. So you, you don't know. I mean, right. You know, depending what news channel you watch, they're all going to color it the way they want to color it. Yeah. You know, even, even when they, even when they don't, I don't know if I believe anybody, I don't know if I believe anything anymore in this country. (laughs) That's the point point I've gotten to, especially 2020. Yeah. I lost faith. Forget about the media. I didn't believe the media from ever. Media is just all horrendous. All news media is horrendous. But, like, I don't trust my own government anymore. I I don't know who to trust anymore. I just don't believe anything anymore. So, you know, I don't know. It's, you know, they're claiming that, you know, Trump won Florida, but, you know, it's who knows. Yeah. Votes are in. But I've honestly, I kind of rather be doing this than watching that right now, anyways. Yeah. Me watching the TV, watching who comes in when is not going to change the results. So exactly, I get the verdict in the morning. And I don't even think we talked about it a little bit earlier. I don't think we're going to get the verdict in the morning anyway. No. Nope. Oh no, no way. It's going to be a long wait. So everybody, well, just, Abe, just have a cigar and have a drink, and let's just let's just talk. absolutely. Yep. Uh, so Abe, I I kind of want to start uh, the discussion off with uh, a little story. Oh. About five years ago. Not true. (laughs) Five years ago. Deny, 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 deny. I I bought uh, two of the uh, micro blend packs from you, and that was all I bought. Oh, you in the the collector set? Yeah. Oh, that was big. Those two, yeah. Yeah. So I bought two of them. Um, and in, in the box came this hat. Nice. Represent dress trucker hat. I like that one. And, uh, and a, a little note, uh, that you had signed, you know, just a quick little, you know, thanks. And then Abe. And ever since then, I've been a huge advocate and, you know, supporter of you and, um, you know, just the attention to customer service and just a little extra love of a hat. And, and, you know, Matt will tell you, and my friends, you know, they'll tell you, I'm not a big hat wearer, but this is my favorite hat. It's comfortable, uh, you know, and I love it. And so I've wanted for a long time to just say thank you for, for that piece. And so awesome. Thanks hey, brother. I, I appreciate it. Look, I, I, you know, it, you know, the hardest thing is, when you have a philosophy is to try to transcend that belief to multiple people who work for you. And I always try to teach everybody it's always in the small details, right? So, you know, we've, we've upgraded now, Garrett, you get a whole mint too. The order now and it's a butter mint and they're good. (laughs) Guys to hide the box in the back room because (laughs) I walk through shipping. I want to grab like a handful of mints. So, yeah. So, yeah. If, if, if that box of mints was anywhere near me, they'd they'd be empty in a in a day. Like what a cool thing! Like you're a consumer and you open up your box and there's your cigars and there's your letter. Take to it, it's a mint. Yeah, like ah, I was in a mood for a mint right now. It's like great, you know. It's those little things that set you apart, and you know we're always we're always um, thinking that way and how to be different. You know, we 
you know, our, our Cigar of the Month Club has been killing it, and we're like, we're really one of the most popular ones, and, you know, I mean, I think we're in month 15 or 16, but I said, you know, we should do something to commemorate people who've been in the club 12 months. So, like, we didn't even tell anybody. We ordered these, like, a month and a half ago, and they just came in, and um, we just put them all on anybody who had 12 months under their belt. They just all just went out, you know, and it was kind of cool. I mean, guys didn't expect it. All of a sudden, you know, I mean, some people became 12 months in October, but some people are already, like, 14. They still got it, you know. And yeah. what's cool is every month somebody's going to be making new 12, right? So every month somebody will be getting a patch. We made a nice little commemorative patch. And then I'm already working on the 24 and the 36, you know, milestones. But it's just those little things. That just, yeah. It's cool. That's, that's really cool. And I, I saw, actually saw that today, uh, that Eric uh, Master Sensei from Cigar Dojo posted his on Instagram. And I, as soon as I saw that, I, I was like, man, that's a really cool deal. And I knew that it, I knew that it, it had to have just been uh, uh, just an extra little perk that you guys yeah. threw in there. And, and that means, and you, you know, that that little perks like that, just a little personal touch, even just signing a note, like you did for Garrett's order, a little personal touch like that goes, goes miles and miles for, for customer loyalty. That's why I started that. When we started mail order, I literally used to do every one of those letters myself. I mean, every letter goes out with a handwritten one. Yeah. I mean, unless, unless we have like a mega like launch or release where like 500 boxes are going out, then we just send a form letter. But typically all our regular orders go out with a handwritten note and yeah. I do them all myself early in the day. And then that got like insane. And, you know, but then now we just have like the guys who are pulling it, you know, write it. But yeah. it's important, man, because look, mm-hmm. I, I felt early on, especially when I just started a website and nobody knew who we were. And they're like, man, I was just so grateful. So many found our site yeah. and ordered from us. Like, wow, like you are, you're like my hero. Thank you for that order. Yeah. You first build a website, you know, it's like you put it up and it's like, you know, you're just watching. No, nope, no orders today. No, nope, no orders tomorrow. Oh, hey, somebody, you know, yeah. you want to write a letter to that dude. Thank you. We appreciate your business. Yeah. Look, I mean, people have tons of options where to buy. I mean, one, one funny thing I noticed at cigar groups, which is really mind blowing, is like every day, every day, like two or three guys in the same group will post. Where's a good place to buy online, or who has the best? It's like, <laughs> how many times can this question be asked? Yeah, I mean, seriously. I mean, um, but it's asked like every day, like multiple every day. Times. I mean, it's mind blowing. Yeah, and um, you know, there's a lot of great places where people can spend their hard earned money. Mm-hmm. So it's important for me to let people know we appreciate it deeply when they choose us and trust us with their business. Yeah. So, well, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna go full screen just for a second here because i want to remind everybody watching uh that this insane prize pack that i'm not going to show you all the stuff right now if you want to see the pictures of all the stuff that's in this box go to our instagram at hbt cigar and you'll see individual pictures of all the stuff in here but it it, this is the most legit prize pack i've ever seen it's by far the most legit prize pack we've ever given away on hbtc so you guys need to comment on this video um, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube, comment on this video, and one of you guys is going to have a chance to win all of the awesome stuff in this box. So, Abe, thank you to uh, yeah. guys at Smoke In for uh, furnishing a just killer, legit prize pack for us. Our pleasure, man. So it's about spreading the swag. We love it. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things, because the show you were on last time, we had a panel discussion with with Charlie and Skip and, and John and 
Um, one of the things we usually do on the show, we didn't get a chance to do with you. So we're excited to do this tonight is we, we like to get your story and we look, we want our viewers and our listeners to be able to, you know, learn about, you know, who you are and, and kind of your origin in the cigar business. So, um, take us back to that, um, you know, that time that you first sat down and fired up a premium hand-rolled cigar. Um, well, I mean, I kind of started getting the cigars when I played football. So, you know, we'd win, we'd, you know, smoke some Swisher Sweets, what it was. And that was kind of like my first experience. I think, I think I had a cousin who lives in Arizona now who really got into premium cigars and, um, you know, kind of educated me like, dude, that's not a cigar. I'm like, oh, you know. And uh, I think the first premium cigar I bought was when Diana Gitts, who people might know as Diana Silvis. Um, had a has one of the most famous shops in Chicago, Uptown Tobacco. Mm-hmm. Great that, shop. That's where I bought my first cigar. I believe it was a Royal Jamaican. That was my first premium cigar, and that's kind of what started the passion. And then I just got the humidor, and which was a crap humidor I bought. I mean, guy just sold me a piece of junk, but it was like three hundred bucks back then. You know, it was just basically this wooden box, probably somebody made in their garage. But. um and I used to have a humidor in the house, and I have a cigar like almost every other night, every night maybe even before I went to bed. That's kind of how I got into it. I guess how I got into enjoying cigars. And and then how did that, um, how did that evolve into you know smoke in? How did smoke in get its start? I was in a trip in North Carolina, and I had met a man, uh, a really great guy. He had just sold his company. They, they made all the interior moldings for all the American-made cars. And um, uh, we just happened to run into him on a trip. We became very good friends. And a week later, we met another friend who, who kind of all hung out together, uh, who was from New York. And at that time, I was running the family business. And um, after we all went home, my friend from New York stayed in North Carolina for a while. And then he wanted to move to Florida to open up a cigar shop. And at that point, they asked me about doing a cigar shop or coming to Florida. I just taken over the family business. So I'm like, yeah, I am. There's no way I'm leaving, but I'll do a shop up here. So they had opened up the first smoke in, uh, in Tequesta, Florida. And I was working on doing a smoke in in Winnetka, Illinois. In the meantime, while we were going on, because finding a place and actually dealing with McDonald's, who was, who was the landlord we were looking to lease the space, was a real nightmare. Um, I just started distributing cigars to any liquor store, country club, bar, anybody who wanted to have a cigars. And um, it was crazy because my my brother's grammar school friend, his um, dad ended up... Um, Become was a big distributor at the time in Chicago. So that's how I got to meet him. And, like, I didn't even have a tobacco license. i just go in there and buy cigars cash. Like, hey, oh, and then I would put them in all these places or all around Chicago. And I was doing so well in the family grocery business that the co-op, the company that used to buy all the groceries for us and then distribute to all, like, the independent grocers, um, they wanted to give me another store. It was a big location. I guess it got mismatched. It had been there for years as, as far as i can remember and it was a big competitor i mean it was probably 
three or four, maybe five times the size of our family business that we had. And they just kind of wanted to give it to me. They say, hey, you've been doing such a good job running this place. Why, you know, these guys haven't been paying their loan. Just take it over. Go take it over and get even loan. And I was like, whoa. And I kind of just really realized if I do this, I'm probably never, ever getting out of the grocery business. Yeah. And um, I literally came to Florida just to get away and, and, and think about it. And I was supposed to come down, I think, for like seven, ten days. And while I was down here, my friend who had originally opened the first smoke in just said, look, that place in Chicago is taking forever. Screw it. Why don't you just come down here and stay down here? And, and, and that's what I did. I like literally never went back. My father called me like, you know, literally like 12 days. Like, are you not supposed to be back in Chicago? And I'm like, yeah, about that. Yeah. So two months later, I flew back and did everything I could in my red GMC Jimmy and came back. And then uh, two years later, that partner, you know, moved on and uh the rest kind of was just history we started opening up stores and doing stuff yeah and when did um you know how because you you talked a minute ago about um you know early on seeing seeing a new order come in from the website and being just so excited and you know uh humbled by the fact that somebody chose to buy from you online and you fill that order and then things progress and get bigger and then you start seeing you know one or two orders a day then it's five or five or ten orders a day then it's a couple hundred orders a day and how did how did the internet part of it start and and what is the what has the growth really been like for you because you you really are one of the most prolific uh well-stocked uh knowledgeable online retailers out there thank you thank you you know um everything was kind of organic and kind of forced, you know, just of, of situations in the moment. So, you know, I had one store and then I had a um, another company that I was doing private labeling for. In fact, I created the first private labeling house brand program for back then. It was called Carib Imported Cigars, known as Camacho, right? So they had no way. They wanted they had this idea. They wanted to do some private labeling and they didn't know how to do it. So I kind of did all I made the bands. I, I, I had a graphics background too when I was in Chicago. So I made the bands literally for them. So all these accounts all over the country, some of these guys today know me well. They don't even know I used to make the bands for them. You know, it's just crazy. Um, and sometimes I've never been to a shop, but if I run into a shop, I'm like, oh, I remember that shop. He used to go through a lot of bands, right? So I started the original part label program. And then after running that for so many years and doing very well, they just kind of like cut me out of it. And so I was like forced to replace that income. And that's what drove me to open up my second store. So then I had my second store. And I um, can't remember what happened first, my third store, the web. But um, what really what really, what really, talked me about put, doing a web was Jonathan Drew. I didn't want to do a website. I didn't want to do an e-commerce business. I didn't understand it because that's not what I enjoyed about the cigars. Right? I enjoyed the the people and the interaction in the cigar shop. That's how, where I knew I could excel because, you know, let's face it. We all sell 90% of the same stuff, right? So yeah. no one's walking out of our shop saying, oh, that was the best, you know, underground cigar I ever had, right? So um, I didn't comprehend how I could even compete or make a difference or do anything in the internet world. So, Jonathan Drew really just like pounded me hard for like two weeks. And I kind of really just kind of gave in. 
and we started yeah. drove down it and there was like an epic fail in the beginning trying to put it together i had all these really stupid ideas to try to make it different you know there's actually some program that's still buried somewhere in the archives that some guy created it's like me and like a wheel of fortune, like a, you know, spinning the wheel, and my arm pulls down, and you get some kind of. Di- I mean, I thought of all these stupid ways to try to make it different, you know. Um, that thank God never came to fruition. Um, and uh, what really kind of put us on the map first was when we did the subculture with Drew Estate, we did the Acid Ming, and that was a big thing. And people looked for us from all over the country uh, to find that cigar, you know. Yeah. And uh, I mean, like technically, that could be like listed as our first micro blend, though it was a subculture cigar, and we didn't even know what a micro blend was at that moment. But that was like the first thing that kind of put us on a national map. Yeah. Then the next thing that really catapulted us from obscure you know, semi-known shop was our first micro-blend cigar, the Tetuahe Anarchy. Um, Pete and I were just talking about this. Um, Probably, I could comfortably say, the most successful single-store release in the history of this business. Yeah. I mean, for the size of that we were, we went through an absurd amount of cigars. I mean, just absurd. I mean, it was like an initial order of 1,500, 15-count boxes, and then I doubled down on it like three months later. Yeah. That's how crazy it was. Um, I couldn't do that today. I couldn't go through 3,000 boxes of micro-blend today. I mean, that's how insane that was back then. But that was just extremely well-marketed, and the timing was right, and the the, the, the single-store releases had, hadn't been prolific, but we, you know, we really wanted something that would, would – signify that this wasn't just look there's a lot of games played in this industry and and it was very important to me that this didn't look like another stick in somebody's line that was just rebanded that's where pete came up with that really unique like literally anarchy shape i don't know if it existed before anarchy um with kind of like a perfecto but not a perfecto and then the the Mm -hmm. honey bun top yeah so um and that was in playboy magazine so that really was another catapult you know it's just kind of been one of these catapults of another of another and like now now for us it's like our star of the month club has really like separated us and brought so much attention to my organization and um it's just we keep taking these steps of of how do we do something better because technically i mean none of these ideas were i was the first i wasn't the first to have a store exclusive wasn't the first to have a cigar month club we just see something that doesn't or could work better, let's say, and we just try to make it better. And that's, I think, what we've done successfully over the years. Yeah. Well, and speaking of the the micro blend series, you guys were very kind to send us some of the, the, uh, the, the, the bunker bar. The food bar. Yeah. And I love that cigar. That was, that was my staple cigar during the first five weeks of um, quarantine when they shut us down. Like I had taken a bunch of those home and I was like smoking one you every night that was like my staple staple uh covid cigar i think one well, i'm listening. still looking for um og bunker busters because <laughs> after those two um those two packs that i bought of the the micro blend series um the bunker buster ob- obviously the anarchy was that's that's the gem 
but the bunker buster was fantastic. And yeah, we had some, I dug some out during my Espinosa virtual event. I got to see if there was any left. I don't know. We sold out. I had 15 boxes and we had 15 packages, but I think they may have all gone, but we dug some out. We, during my Espinosa virtual event, which is another pivot for us, right? We just yep. had an epic one with Pete Johnson. We still haven't fulfilled all the orders from the 28th. He had, he had, he had sent us like this amount of shrunken pumpkins where like we had to tell him, look, we don't mm-hmm. go through them in the back. Yeah. We went through them and he had to send us a second shipment. And then he just had to send us a third shipment Monday to fulfill all the orders we got. So, but this new way of doing virtual events was another pivot. So now we weren't just, you know, going to put a sale up online. We actually did something and, and they're kind of cool the way we've done them because they've always been some kind of packages. So like one of the packages on the Espinosa one had not only an original Bunker Buster, but a new one signed in a couple of boxes that Eric had all autographed and signed. But I'll, I'll check, Garrett. I, I, I don't know if I have any left. I think I think we dug them all out of the, you know, that's the thing with these virtual events. You really need to. I know. Else. So I'm mm-hmm. going really into the vaults to drag stuff out for these virtual <laughs> events. Garrett's working the, he's, he's, he's weaseling like strong right now. So good job. No, well, it, it, but here was my, my original point was all of these, you know, ideas and things that you had, I mean, they can be great and fanboys can only get you so far. Right. And with a, you know, Pete Johnson product, you know, there's going to be fanboys, but with that anarchy, it was special. It was a great cigar and it went beyond fanboys. Well, I had nobody to think about Pete for that. I mean, I mean, I mean, granted, like, I think we picked, like, that blend out of a couple variations that he kept on sending us. But that was my 10th anniversary. That was the original purpose of it. And Pete really wanted to make something special because even when I talked to him about something different in a shape. But, like, we that, that cigar was released in December. And I don't think anybody knew what it was or who it was for until November. But we started marketing that, like, in April. Like silently, yeah. Like, we knew what anarchy was, and mm-hmm. it was an epic marketing campaign. That it, it, by the time the cigar was found out, everybody had already been listening about the cigar. So, um, yeah, I don't even think Pete realized what he was in for when he signed up for. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah, and I don't think he knew he was in for when he signed up for anarchy, and um, uh, it's been, it's been, it's 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 one of our one of my proudest projects it's it's great for sure are yeah, you smoking with us tonight abe i'm i'm in a hotel room so i can't oh, oh okay i am not in my office i'm on the road but i didn't want to miss the show that's why i got this like mock-up little roll-up thing i threw in the trunk of the car but yeah i'm, I'm on the road so I had to do awesome. a short trip yeah so you know with uh over the course of the years with uh you know building up the retail business, multiple locations, getting the online business thriving, you know, what is, what is the thing that, that you say about Smokey and whether it's your retail locations or your online business, you know, what is the number one thing you want one of your customers to take away from their experience being a customer of yours? Every interaction should be, of the utmost, like a positive experience. And that's, that's what we strive ourselves on. We go, and it's not just me. What's what I'm really proud of is 
The guys that work on our team has adopted my psychotic mentality. They're answering stuff at 1130 at night to people. Not because I'm asking them to, I'm forcing them to. That This this mentality of, look, we got to service these people, right? No, Because I know what it's like to be a frustrated customer. And I don't want to impose that on anybody, you know? So, you know, I think 99.99% of the time, we always know how to make a customer happy. I mean, look, we're not perfect. We drop balls, mistakes happen. Just happens. It's the way it goes. But it's not. It's not about the mistake happening. It's how you handle it as a company when it does. So um, I, I think that's the utmost thing. I mean, look, we've never known to gouge. I mean, we, we just had a Pete Johnson event, and you know, everybody was shocked that we didn't mark up some of that stuff. No, that's not what we do. We don't gouge. We charge a fair price. We try to do great, phenomenal deals. And if you're about the culture experience, I mean, that's all we do. We're about the culture experience. I mean, that's what I've always built my company on is how do we do things differently? We were the first people to do a poker tournament and send somebody to play in the world series of poker. I mean, we started doing that 16, 17 years ago, yeah. you know? And, um, you know, we stopped doing that because that was designed for our patrons and people who were our customers and like poker. And then over the years, it started to become less of cigar patrons and more of just guys who wanted 150, one in 150 chance of winning a, a seat at the main event at the World Series. So you had these guys coming who weren't even cigar smokers to play the poker game. Yeah. So yeah, we just kind of said, well, this doesn't this is not worth it. You know, yeah. We're not really doing it for our clientele. So yeah. You know. So what's um one thing I've always been curious about, and I like to ask even even um uh regional shops, you know, here in our our Minneapolis St. Paul area, um if you go back to when, um, and I'm talking about the TAA here, when when you go back to when the TAA came calling, because it's a, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it's a it's an invite, but it's a buy invite organization for your for Smokin as a as a retail group to become a part of the TAA. Yeah. When did when did TAA come calling, and um, you know what is what does that mean for? for a, a business like yours to, to have that, uh, that association with them? Well, I mean, look, in your career, look, you know, have you guys been to a trade show yet? I've been to four. Okay. So you, you know, the, the routine, right? Yeah. Well, I went to a trade show for many years and I didn't even know that you got taken out anywhere. You know, it's like, I remember the first time I think it was Ashton maybe, or somebody invited me to a dinner. And I'm like, oh, you guys want to take me out to dinner? Like, I'm thinking, oh, they want to just take me out to dinner. They're friends. Not knowing that they invite like 300 people for two nights. I'm like, you mean you guys do this shit every year? Where have I been? I'm not right? the only I'm, one. You're right. You know, because, <laughs> you know if, if you're under the radar, like, you don't even know these things. We used to go do our buying, go back to our hotel room. Nobody knew us. We weren't socializing with anybody. So, um, yeah, it was like a few years before I even realized like like you get invited to like some really good stuff at the trade show. So like there's always these steps, right? And then I got asked to be on the board of of the IPCPR, you know, which you know they always sound great, but they always end up being regretted, you know, <laughs> later on down the road. Um, but it was a milestone in my career, you know, because when you first get in this industry, like. Oh, there's a board of directors. I wonder how you do that. And then one day you get in the call, they want you to, you know, be on the board. So when I got the call for the TAA, it was the same thing. I was like, wow, someone someone had to nominate me. So um 
I joined and I got the benefits of the TAA, but I haven't been a fan of the TAA uh, for a long time uh, just because of some of their ideologies and business practices, you know. Um, they get this stupid rule where you got if you don't go two years in a row, they kick you out, which makes no sense to me. Wow. I pay my dues every year. Yeah, they're going to kick me out last year, so I ended up putting somebody on a plane at the last minute mm-hmm. uh, a year before last year. Um, yeah, so now I have to send somebody every other year to go to the TAA just to fly in mm-hmm. and hello and fly out because it's just silly because I pay my dues. If I pay my dues, why do you care if I have to fly all the way down there? I do more buying than some of the people who are there who right. just want the free meal and the free booze. So, you know, crap like that turns me off, you know. So, you know, I'm not thrilled with how they do things, but I'm a member of the TAA. And, and, and you know, I see a big shift in our industry now to realize manufacturers to pull more support in for the PCA which I think is a good move. I kind of agree with that. So, um, you know, we didn't get to see it this year, but hopefully we'll see it next year. Yeah. You know, because the T, the P, the PCA is a more viable organization for everybody, you know? In the I, long term, I agree with you, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of like an old boys club, you know? They're, they're guys who, you know, they get a deal and they get to buy things. And, you know, it's look, if there was a... This is what you have to be to be a TA member, right? You have to do X number of dollars in business or have so many locations or been in business so many years. Like this was the standard, right? This is the criteria yeah. that it takes to belong. I'd be all right with it, but it's not. It's kind of like, you know, it, it depends on who you are and yeah. who's in. And that's, that's, that's not my style. Well, and so this is, this is a pretty heavy question and, and you're, Feel free to not answer, but is it worth it? The TAA? Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you outright, as far as I'm concerned, because you get to a level where, you know, you pretty much could buy well in most times of the year. So is it worth it for us? The reason why it's worth it, it was worth it, and I'll tell you right now, because I cursed Pete Johnson over it. <laughs> um, you couldn't get his cigar unless you went. Right. So the TAA, and and we would sell. I, I think my last order of the TAA was four hundred boxes. He actually texted me, "Are you sure you want four hundred I'm like, "Yeah," but I mean, I think even in the early days, we were ordering one hundred and fifty to two hundred. So, mm-hmm. so when you figure that alone, that's worth the trip, right? Right. When you sell two hundred boxes or something, it's one hundred fifty dollars a crack. You could do the math. All right, man. I'll, I'll put a guy in coach airfare, send him down there for a day, and come back. So. Yeah. That kind of was my draw. I mean, there were some other amazingly good TAAs, like the Padron TAA, but the rest of them were kind of like, okay, here and there, maybe mm-hmm. okay, you know, um, but no no real legs to it. And then they bastardized it. Now, there were, you know, I would get like 22 TAA releases. Like, get out of here. I mean, I mean you're going to build a TAA store, you know, so they kind of ruined that, in my opinion. But honestly, that's what was worth it for me. Yeah. That's what logistically made the numbers worth it yeah so um the, the, and he was a stickler like if you didn't go even if you were a member he wouldn't send you the product you couldn't buy the product so even, really? though, I paid my dues, even though i paid my dues and i was a member if i physically wasn't at the trade at the ta to place an order you, you wouldn't you, you wouldn't send you product wow and then he loosened up like in the last year or two yeah yeah 
So um, the biggest reason that we wanted to have you on tonight is um, to talk about the great smoke and this, this new, um, this new imagining of the great smoke. Um, but before we talk about the, the new imagining of the great smoke, I want to learn about the origins of the great smoke. When did it start? And, um, you know, what, what did it look like in the beginning as far as an event goes and, and how has it progressed from there? So the great smoke was first, the, okay, the overall kind of concept for Great Smoke was first put in my head by Eric Espinosa. He wanted to do a, 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 a big smoke type of event in Florida. And we kind of looked all over, and there was just no venue that would allow smoking back then. It just wasn't going to happen. So that got put to bed. It never came to fruition. And then I had a 10th anniversary party in September. And... um this was right before the Anarchy release. No, this is the year after. So, yeah, I had a 10th anniversary in September, and we had given away a Harley. I had four manufacturers involved, Oliva, Camacho, Drew Estate, and Rocky. And we made just one box. It had 10 of each of their company cigars, one they had, had made just for this box of cigars. It, it was production for this. And when you bought one of these boxes, it had... 40 cigars. I mean, it was 15 of each, 60 cigars. And I, I got one of these boxes somewhere still. But um, it was like $300 for the box. And it came with like a little medallion that you popped off. And there was only 150 of those boxes made. So you had a 150 chance of winning this Harley. Yeah. And we had like literally like six to 700 people packed in this courtyard in front of my shop. And a lot of the guys in the industry came um, to that event because it was my 10th anniversary party, even though their company wasn't involved. And one of the guys was Mike Argeni, who was uh, Nick Perdomo's brother-in-law, who was vice president of Perdomo Cigars at the time. And after the event, we all went out drinking. And he just says to me, I, I, I've never seen an event like that. That was like mind-blowing. It was what, what's the next type of event you do? You know I mean? This is like, I've never seen events like to that scale other than like a JR mega event. Even some of those weren't as big. You had like six, seven, eight hundred people out here and they stayed the whole time and you give away because that was the most amazing thing I ever saw. Yeah. And that resonated with me that night. And the next morning, hungover, <laughs> I, 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 I stroll off to the sh to shop because the boys are cooking lunch on a Saturday because our event was Friday night. And I'm looking at this courtyard where we had like people here. I'm like, wow, you know what? I bet I could do a, a big smoke style event here. And that's how that came to fruition. I concocted this whole idea how I was going to, it was just a fountain. It was a courtyard in this U shaped area of a shopping center. And I'm like, we're going to put triangle angled booze. I could put 30 some booze in here. And um, this was like, I said, it was in September. So I said, I was going to take like a whole year. This was maybe even November. I got to look, but September. But I was going to take like a whole year and do it the following year. They would give me time to plan it. Okay. So I remember starting to talk to companies. They're like, you want to do what? You want to do what? And they were all very, you know, receptive after I kind of explained it to them, kind of like what I'm going through now with the digital TGS. Um, but I heard a story from Christian Aroa of Camacho Cigars, now, uh, you know, uh, CLE. Um, 
that Francois, who ran Thompson's over on the West Coast, had just flown into the Hard Rock over here on the East Coast. Now, they had just thrown their mega multi-vendor event at the Hard Rock on the West oh, Coast. Yeah. So now I got all paranoid saying, this guy's flying over here because he wants to do the event over here. So I just got freaked out and said, if he does his event first, my event's never happening. So instead of doing it a year later, I made it that February. Oh, wow. So with no graphic guy, barely a staff, no manpower, no experience, I literally did all the printing and the work and the marketing. Our first tickets were duplicate forms. <laughs> We'd hand them out to people. <laughs> it's crazy. But um, we pulled it off. It was like good, like, you know, 300 plus people there for the first one ever, just in the middle of the courtyard. I didn't, I didn't even ask the landlord's permission. The property manager happened to walk by after the whole thing was over, looking around, like, what the fuck is this? Because we had taken <laughs> the whole courtyard. Yeah. Cars were parked everywhere. The shutter wasn't ready for it. But but none of the tenants' neighbors mind, because I bought like 400 people. They're all ended up going to get pizza and going to get yeah. you know stuff from Panera. So they all did great. And um, the property manager came out freaking out. Screaming, I was like, what are you talking about? Now, they had just bought the, the center like two or three months ago. Oh, man, I had permission to do this from the guys before. We'd already discussed this. They didn't tell you? <laughs> That's perfect. It's crazy. it's crazy. But that guy, his name was Jay Canick, ended up being a nice guy, loved the event, ended up supporting it for many years to come until they actually sold the center. So right. um, but so we did the first two in front of the center of that little courtyard. Then then it became shoulder to shoulder craziness. Yeah. Uh, we just couldn't even, couldn't handle it. So then we started to take over the side parking lot and then more of the side parking lot until it was the whole thing. And then we outgrew the center. And then we had to move to the American German Club, where we did it for two years, two or three years. And now for the last two years, we did it at the um, South Florida Fairgrounds. It was like, you're never going to outgrow the South. You outgrow the South Florida Fairgrounds, somebody's retiring. (laughs) Yeah, so we've been doing it there for the last 15 years. And last year was the first time ever that we've done it. And we don't know anybody else who's ever done it, but we themed the event. And it was really, really cool. And it was all disco themed. And it was it was nice because we were able to work the art and the colors. And Because you, we used to do elements. Like one year was fire. One year was all wood grains and metal grains. I was like, yeah, I get bored of it. And, and I don't know how. We, oh, when I saw the pattern he was using for the grain, I'm like, man, this, this effect you got here, it kind of looks like there's a disco ball. Like, Whoa, <laughs> this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And, we, and we made it, you know, you know, can you dig it? That was a slogan. And um, we just decided every year after that we were going to theme it. And we had already announced on the video teasers from February that next year was going to be the power of the poi, the Hawaiian luau. So I found it very funny when CI had an all, like, luau-themed <laughs> virtual herf this year. But that's good because that just means they're watching. I'm all right with that. Yeah, yeah. That. All good. Yeah. But I mean, the, the, the progression of it from, you know, just what what a lot of us who haven't, you know, if you haven't been to a really big event like that before, but you've been to some medium, small events at some local shops, you know, there's some, there's some tents set up, maybe some kegs, a guy making tacos, maybe yeah. a food truck, something like that. But what, what you guys have turned it into, like you said, is it's a themed event. It's a, it's, it's something that, that is, um, 
it, it goes beyond just just a, a regular cigar event where you get a deal and you get a hat and that kind of thing. It go it's beyond that. It's 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 like a full on cigar event experience, you know. Well, that's the thing that we did from day one. A lot of these events sometimes are sales driven events, right? We always knew there'd be sales, but we always emphasize on how can we make this the best experience and how do we keep making this experience better every year and you know you know we we've had stuff like bull riding dunk tanks and just whatever we could think of to keep changing the element and at first it was just a local event and then i'll never forget i started getting calls from these guys who couldn't get ci tickets and like well we're coming down to your event you know what do you do i'm like uh we have an event well what else do you do uh, we have an event, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what the guys call is it with me? That's it. I'm like, yeah. He's like, Oh no, man, you don't do a pre-party and what? So, you know, the guy ended up coming down. He had a great time on this guy from, I think it was Boston. He ended up coming down. He had a great time. He flew in. He actually came down to the event because he heard of it and couldn't get into the cigar international event and said it was 10 times better, but he, he made a good point to me. He says, look, I paid airfare. I paid a hotel room and it's over in four hours. Yeah. You know? So then the following year we added an after party, you know, and then an after party then became a dinner and then it became a party before that day. And then two parties at the dinner and then two after parties and then a brunch. And now it's like a whole like five day, like extravaganza. Yeah. And next thing you know, you, there's people moving in. And uh, sleeping in their cars. You know what's funny is the fairgrounds. We actually were thinking about it. The fairgrounds actually has um, slots for RVs. Yeah, and we were just thinking about marketing the RV people and just have RVs all over the fairgrounds, and then and then incorporate another event, which was going to be a bonfire concert at yeah. night. But that's the stuff we keep trying to do. We yeah. never get lazy. We never say this is how we do it. We just do it every year, which makes it hard because like every year it's almost like kind of doing it for the first time yeah. again, but it doesn't get stale. And that's why our vet keeps growing every year by leaps and bounds. Every guy I know comes back and comes back with four or five friends. Yeah. There are guys I see once a year who have all 15 lanyards for every year. They're already showing up with it, you know? And there's been great stories over the years of guys who forgot their tickets. I mean, J- I mean, I've become friends with these guys. James Lucaville. Um, look, I had we used to send physical tickets, like very pretty Super Bowl style tickets, you know. And that was like the worst nightmare ever because people would lose them; they wouldn't get in the mail. I mean, just every concoction of a story ever. And um, now we went to digital, right? So. Um, there's a great story where I was just getting beat up because that's what happens three or four days before the event. I have to listen to every story. Uh, every person lost their ticket. Their wife threw it out. They don't know where it went. The dog. Yeah. Made it. It's nonstop. And the problem is as a retailer, you know that there's a good percentage of these stories that aren't true. Right. We actually caught a guy once who claimed his ticket didn't come in the mail and whatever. We left him a ticket. We'll call, but all our tickets were numbered. So we were giving away like a 20-pound solid piece of silver that was shaped in a great smoke logo. So everybody's waiting for the drawing. But I got up on stage. I didn't say I was doing the drawing. I just said, hey, would the guy with ticket number so, 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 so come down? The guy's thinking he won. Comes running down. He goes, 
where the fuck did you get your ticket, dude? <laughs> and it was the same guy. He lied. Yeah. He ticket and got a free ticket. So, I mean, you don't know what to do. And then you feel sorry for these people that come into our town. So it really is like a, a very rough struggle. So then it's the morning of the event. People are lined up. This is all going on. This dude has got a beard braided down to his belly button. Big dude, bald, comes up to me and says, look, I just flew down. I came from Texas. I left my ticket in the kitchen. I don't want a free ticket. So my ears went, what? He goes, I'm going to walk over there and I'm going to buy a ticket right now. But when I get home, can I mail you that other ticket and get a refund? And dude, the light bulb went on my head. I'm like, how the fuck did I not think of this myself? I just, dude, you can go in for free right now. You win. I was so like, it was like the most honest. Because only a guy who was really 100% honest would be concerned about that. And I just, and he's like, no, I'll mail you my ticket. I said, no, bro, you keep that ticket. Yeah. That ticket. I don't want it. You go yeah. in, have fun. And, it, and, and he came back the next year with that ticket, and I signed it for him. He's got it framed in his lounge till this day. So yeah, I mean, there's some cool stories over the years from the Great Smoke. Yeah, I want to. So, I want to hear this. Uh, the yeah, Matt, that comment. Yeah, I want to hear this story. Peter Hernandez. The Peter Hernandez bull ride. Yeah, we yeah. got to hear this. One of the most epic videos we've ever made in my organization. It's it, it exists on YouTube somewhere. You got to watch it. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> Peter Hernandez gets completely intoxicated. And <laughs> if you don't know him, he's a big guy, right? So I was, he was begging me to go ride the bull. I was smart enough not to even attempt to ride this bull, right? So he gets on this bull and he, you know, it's 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 uh, it's um it's like a trampoline bottom. So when you fall, it doesn't hurt. So he's bouncing up and down and he attempts to get up, he can't get up. He's bouncing <laughs> down, he attempts to get up, he can't get up. And this goes on for a while. And then this old dude and this young guy is trying to prop him up, right? So after like a couple of <laughs> okay, we got it. So one, two, three, I get him up on this bull and he just gets on. And before the guy could walk into the machine and turn the bull on, Steve falls right off, bro. It was like the most, it's, it's hilarious. You got to watch it. <laughs> All it's right. on the Tokens YouTube channel. You got to go back, you know, a few years, but it, you, you'll notice the, the, the the thumbnails says bull ride so it's if one of our if one of our viewers out there can can search that on youtube and and post the link to that video in the comments that would be awesome thank you yeah yep. yeah it's an epic epic video from one of the great smoke years so so then you know we we come up to present day and 2020 happens you know it is what it is everybody's got to make adjustments you gotta you gotta change the way you do things so you you guys came up with this new uh, this new concept for the the upcoming Great Smoke 2021 the digital experience. So you know, tell us tell us what you know what this event is going to be like because like we talked about before we went live, there have since you know the quarantine and all this stuff happened. There's been a lot of places and companies and different whoever that have been having zoom chats and vis- virtual herfs and stuff like that but but what you guys have in, in the works is it, it it blows that out of the water so give us an idea what this is going to be like I, I like i've been using the word historic a lot that's that's kind of what i'm trying to i'm trying to coin it as a historic event and, um, and let, let me know when you want me to roll that video too yeah yeah, uh, yeah thank you I, I will 
So look, you know, we got blessed and lucky in 2019. I mean, literally, like, things weren't still that serious. Some people still weren't taking COVID serious. You're listening to it. It's like something going on in China. And we literally had, like, the most epic great smoke we've ever had. People, I mean, people loved it. They were talking about it. And then the world shut down. I mean, I, I mean, it was crazy. And I'm starting to... Uh-oh. Terry's back. We're good right. now. Okay. There we go. So, yep. Internet blip. So, um, you know, and, and after we got through this event, we felt so lucky. I started seeing all these other major events getting canceled. I'm like, oh, my God. I could imagine if I had to cancel my event, like, at the last minute. Oh, my God. So, right. you know, as the summer went by, and we're hearing events getting canceled in November and December, and the problem is with stuff like this, you know, you have to book and make things way in advance. So we had to make a decision. Do we pass this year? Because I, I had a feeling that TPE was going to get canceled, and it did, and that's in January. And um, I just, the way things were going, I just didn't know if society was ready to go to a two, 3,000 multi-vendor event. And to be honest with you, I kind of really think if I throw it, I mean, our fans are hardcore. I think they'd come. Yeah. I don't know if it would be the best thing for them or the safest thing for them. So um, I, I had watched the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival do their virtual herf too and just realized early on, I think somebody else had done it. I said, this, this, is, this, this is just a Zoom chat. You know, it's on a package. I said, this can't be how we do it. So I literally can't remember how I came up with the idea, but I just wanted to do, and I don't know if you guys are old enough, but basically like a, a telethon, Jerry Lewis telethon style. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then mix it up with QVV, Q, QVC, where there's selling going on, and there's entertainers, and there's interviews. And, um, you know, that's typically how it happens. I'll, I'll think of just something really, really crazy. And then we all start working to figure out how we can make it happen. So... The, the thing was, is that if we're going to do this and make it a virtual event. So, look, it, it's a real layup as far as the package. We're going to have this epic package called a party in the box, which is basically going to be you get this nice, durable, you know, 30-count traveling cigar case. You're going to get 40 premium cigars. When I say 40 premium, anybody who's been to the Great Smoke knows these are all legit brands. There's no yeah. house brands. There's no crap. I mean, I saw somebody post one of the 30 cigars from one recent event. And it was like 10 of them. Like I, I never even heard of. So yeah. these are all name, name brands. Now, sometimes you may not know it, but like we just bought in for the first time, Excelsior cigars, which is the Oliva tobacco family. Yep. Right. And, you know, we had them on KMA for the first time. These guys make an incredible cigar and, and their story. I mean, these guys are like the tobacco guys. So, you know, this is their debuting year. It's their first year in the great smoke. So, you know, but never, never crap or house brands. There are forty legitimate brands. I yeah. don't know off the top of my head, but I think the value on the cigars is almost three hundred fifty plus dollars. So in there will be an official hat, official shirt, a shot glass we made. Um, we got this cool little cigar band bank. This glass thing you can mount on a wall and you just fill up with cigar bands from all to this. And honestly, I'm still working on other things, so the package isn't even done. It's going to be better than what's ever shown, right? I'm working on a deal. I'm trying to get this 
this um I won't na- say the name of the company because we haven't finalized yet. But these these sausage roll logs, it's name brand cool. Like you can have a hard salami or super sod that didn't need to be refrigerated that we could send in transit. Yeah. Right? So just just to make a, a party in the box. So nice. those are going to be delivered for one hundred and sixty nine dollars. So the shipping's a little bit expensive. We have to send a signature confirmation because we need to know you got your box. Yep. But um, the value alone is a layup. So forget the experience. If you get that alone, you're getting a hell of a deal. Yeah. But we wanted something interactive. So we have this, this little tonight show format. There's really three stages, main stage, stage right, stage left. I got this production team um, coming out of Atlanta that's worked on the Golden Globes, um, Kings of Comedy, Soul Train. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're going to do it in front of a live audience because this type of show really has got to be in front of a live audience. Yeah. You know? And yeah. we want that interaction too, because there's going to be two hosts at all time. And, and there's going to be some press releases coming out in the, in the next week or so. Um, because we got some very epic people that are going to be co-hosting this event with me because it's that big of a production. Right. So, um, and there's going to be an itinerary. So it's eight hours. So if you want to make sure you don't want to miss Carlito, one thing you know exactly approximately what time he comes on. If you want to make sure you don't want to miss Pete Johnson, you know exactly roughly what time he comes on. If there's an entertainer or comedian we have, you know. So as we get closer to the date, that itinerary will be posted. So basically how this works is anybody who buys a ticket will get this party in a box. And then... On their account, and these boxes will be shipped in February. They should arrive the second week of February. And on your account, in our login site, there'll be a link that'll allow you to come into a portal. This portal is what will give you access to any additional promotions that we got going on. There'll be box discounts like we have at every Great Smoke, um, real steep discounts where, where you guys can save a lot of money. And this year, we have a lot of select manufacturers, guys who are some of the best, Pete Johnson, Carlito Puente, Steve Saka. We have uh, Aganor Salif, Nick Perdomo. These guys are all making very special limited runs that will only be released during their their, – they'll they'll have a little segment feature. We call it the manufacturer feature, and we're going to talk about it. And then people have 30 minutes to buy it if they want to buy it. So – we hope to make it cool and we hope yeah. to get thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people who want to view this, but no one's ever done anything like this before. Right. So either it's going to be like one of the most insane talked about things and extreme success, or it's going to be a flop. I, no. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if there's a middle ground on this one, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for the, 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 the former, you know, I think, yeah. we can pull off. I think on paper, we have things thought out well, it just comes down to a matter of execution because, you know, there's certain things we just haven't done before. But we got really cool marketing campaigns going, which we're going to air one of the commercials right now. You guys will be the, the premiere. No one's seen this yet in the country. We're going to air it here first. But, you know, um, we're, we want to promote watch parties, yeah. right? Because there still has to be that experience. You don't want to be sitting at home watching on your phone or laptop by yourself. So we want people who buy tickets – to get together and hopefully watch together, make a day out of it, right? So we get like this, 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 this network of people working to 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 
make this as historic as I'm trying to make this, right? And I, I saw something I've never seen before. I saw another retailer post in, in Dallas, right? Um, he's hosting a watch party. So he's trying to get his customers because he just believes in this brotherhood and this cool thing that he wants to promote our event for this. And I just thought that was amazing. I reached out to him and said, let me know how many people you get. I'm going to send all your guys' stuff, hook you guys up because, you know, I mean, that's just, for me, an amazing move, right? Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot of people in our industry aren't that, aren't that, they're very short-sighted, right? Well, I, 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 I agree with you. A lot of times people like to keep things kind of close to the vest, you know? I got a lot of help along the way. So, you know, I just spent an hour talking with another retailer up in the East Coast somewhere who wanted to pick my brain on some advice. Hey, listen, I got it. You got it. It's all right, man. That's the way it goes, you know, because it makes everybody better. Mm-hmm. I yeah. become a better retailer because I keep watching guys who are better than me, you know, and, and I try to become better. So it, it, it's all good. Yeah. But I was so touched by that, you know, that, that we have retailers involved. So anyways, what we're doing is we're doing this great promotion with a company called Feed the Party out of Kentucky. Now, I, I will put this, I'll put the honest Abe guarantee on this. They have filet mignon, they have strip steaks, they have huge salmon fillets. It gets delivered to your door, dry ice in a box. But I am not a pork chop person. I've never been a pork chop person. The best pork chops you'll ever have in your life. Guaranteed, right? So these guys at Feed the Party who knew about our event got, reached out to us and we came up with this awesome concept, right? We want people to throw watch parties, but we got a promotion now. Anytime in the next two or three months, anybody who wants to post a video, tag Smoke in, tag the Great Smoke, tag me personally, why your watch party is going to be one of the best best watch parties in the country. You got to convince us why yours is going to be the best watch party. Not only will we let you dial in during the event so we can broadcast you on the Jumbotron and let everybody in the country see how awesome your watch party is, but feed the party will feed your party. I mean, I, I don't know how you can get any better than that. That that sounds absolutely off the charts awesome. I don't know about you. I just got hungry. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did. And, Abe, we are honored to be the show that you, um, you know, premiered that commercial on. So thank you for letting us be a part of that. And we're excited to see where this goes, man. Well, I got to be honest. It was more timing than anything. They literally just finished that this evening. And hey, that we'll so take it. Yeah, yeah, you guys want to show this video? I just saw it for the first time a little bit before <laughs> before you guys did because I, I knew I was going to be traveling. I had to cut my scene before I left, and I just put it all together, and uh, my team did a good job. But we're excited, man. We, we, hope, we hope this – look, I've said this before. This is like a renaissance time in our industry. You know, I think what COVID's done is made people have to really think. Yep. And, and and get excited and, and, and seeing seeing projects like Shrunk and Pumpkin from Pete Johnson and the Karloff. I mean, he does the Monster series, but even to just continue pushing like the virtual event he did with us to see Carlito Fuente all over social media, which is amazing. See George Padron doing videos to see Carlito and George make a cigar together. I mean, I, I, I I'm sensing the people that were really flourish and embrace what's going on to the guys who are, 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 are thinking how to accommodate the current world status. Because as much as I'd love to have a physical great smoke, and I don't think even no matter how epic this, this event, this digital experience that we're doing in 2021 is, it's never going to replace what you experience when you get 3,000 people together in a room. 
right, right? in a building. It's just not going to replace that feeling. But we could do a good job of making something cool and something different. Absolutely. Something more than just watching a flat screen of faces. Yeah. And that's what everybody's been doing, and that's what we don't want to do. It goes beyond yeah. it goes beyond just the virtual herf. It goes beyond just a zoom zoom call. It's 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 where because you you know having having three thousand people in one place at one time is is during COVID times is is probably a little much. But having these small groups out there, like you said, Abe, having their own watch parties. That's that's the kicker. And and John, uh, one of our viewers, has a question. So can we do the feed party from our local cigar shop? And I I, I mean, that's that's kind of what we're talking about, John. That's what Abe is getting at is you can organize your own watch party at your local cigar shop. And, you know, each of you guys get go online and get your tickets to the digital experience and, you know, host your own watch party and and, you know, get in on this early. Yep. All you gotta do is tell us why you feel yours is gonna be the best one. Yeah. If we, if we like if we like what you say and you convince us, we will feed your party, but then we're gonna put you on the air. You're gonna have to back it up. <laughs> so if we put you on the air and there's one person sitting in the corner, you know, on his phone watch, that's not a watch party. Right. So, you know, you gotta back it up. Um, uh, Abe remind remind us and our viewers and listeners what the dates are for the digital experience. So Tickets are on sale now at thegreatsmoke.com. Packages will go out and should be delivered the second week in November. The event date is Saturday, February 20th. It's going to start at noon Eastern Standard Time and run to 8 p.m. And I think we literally got a cut like right before 8 p.m. because I think the longest you could broadcast anything on Facebook is 8 p.m. So <laughs> so uh, it's eight hours, I mean. It's eight hours. That's what I was told. But um yeah, it's gonna be eight hours, and we're gonna like I said, we got comedians, we got mentalists, we got musicians, we got major cigar industry great. I got a few surprise simulcasts. I mean, look, what I can promise you is this: as the months edge on further, it's just gonna get more crazy because we'll keep, keep thinking of things to add, you know. And that's what we're just doing. You know, it's the first time doing it, so we're just gonna be adding stuff as time goes on. Yeah. Well, awesome. so I'm, I'm going to put out a challenge right now, and that is so. Garrett and I are members of this Minnesota Herf Connection. It's a Facebook cigar group of people in Minnesota who love cigars, love the cigar culture, and that I think is going to be some of the key groups that that you guys, uh, all of our viewers around the country, around the world, that you guys you guys want to get in on this. You know, be get your local cigar groups that have uh you know you have a facebook group or something like that you haven't been able to get together and and smoke as often as you wanted over these last eight months this is going to be a chance for you guys in february to you know really finally get this cigar community back together again and you know we're going to throw out a challenge right now that uh i i happen to be one of the uh one of the group admins for the minnesota herf connection uh and I am going to talk to the other admins and see if we can put together our own Minnesota watch party for the Great Smoke. And that's what we're going to do. I got some key people in Atlanta. I got stuff like this. And, and that's what we want. Yeah. Because even though we can't do it here, doesn't mean you guys can't do it. Exactly. And and, 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 and if we could create that ambiance where people are literally like, hey, can you imagine watching something for eight hours? I don't know how it's going to work. Like, look, we actually have like 50 studio tickets. 
And I, I don't, I can't even understand these people who want to sit there for eight hours, but they're excited to. It's like mind boggling. Yeah. I have friends who said, "Hey, we're gonna fly in." I said, "Why?" I said, "Like I did that for like local people. You're gonna fly in to sit eight hours." They're excited. We got multiple people from flying in. I mean, it's just nuts. It's nuts. But if we could create this and pull this off, it'd be another epic landmark for me and my company, man. I'm excited for it. We like the challenge. It's a stressful time for us. But my team really operates well under stress. So, you yeah. know, I, I think. Real quick. Be- yeah. I want to I want to just change gears real quick we can come back to this but um i did want to wish a very happy birthday to to abe Dude, uh, stop. you know it's a joke right and uh from risty and from everybody they want to wish you the most happy birthday abe you know it's a joke right garrett i do okay because like, it's, it's an ongoing thing Forever. I can't even remember who started it, but like my birthday's every day. And the sad part is I get these text messages at PM. People think it's real. I'm like, dude, it's not my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) We've got we've got a guy at our Minnesota Herf Connection who's the same same way. We his name's Tim Tubbs. And I don't know how it started on the on the Facebook group, but some one day somebody said happy birthday and he he posted, he said, Guys, it's not my birthday. Then from then on it's every day is happy birthday. I'm literally like 143 right now. <laughs> it's crazy. So happy let's, birthday. Let's um. Thank you, thank you for the birthday wish. Let's move into this week's uh, smokabulary word, and uh, let me find my buttons here on the screen. As always, guys, smokabulary is brought to us by. A.J. Fernandez, born and raised in Cuba, A.J. Fernandez now produces unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua. The day-to-day operations at Tabacalera A.J. Fernandez are managed under the watchful eye of Mr. Fernandez himself in order to ensure superior quality. The A.J. Fernandez portfolio of premium cigars provides blend, strength, and flavor profiles to match the preferences of any premium cigar consumer, whether it's New World, Dias de Gloria, San Latano, Enclave, or Bayas Artes, you are sure to be satisfied with a premium cigar from A.J. Fernandez. So this week's smokabulary word is butane. Mm. Simple word for those of us in the cigar world who love to smoke premium cigars. Butane is what we fill our lighters with. It is the lovely, and this is the most important part. It is the, it is flavorless and odorless so when you fill your uh your lighters with butane don't use don't use a zippo lighter with regular liquid fuel in it because it stinks it stinks so mm-hmm. use a big lighter for all i care big lighters i love big lighters i use them all the time but uh when i can't find one of my big lighters then i refill my torch lighters or my soft flame lighters with butane and that is this week's smokabulary word brought to you by AJ Fernandez. You, know, uh, you got one of my favorite segments out of anybody, any show I've ever done or seen. You know that, right? Uh, and my, I, went and yelled, I went and yelled at my producer at the time, which wasn't Val, it was Paul. I said, <laughs> why do you suck? Why can't you come up with good stuff like this? <laughs> you have one of my favorite segments. It might be the segment that's coming up next. It's got to be because it's, it's which, which is my absolute favorite segment of the I week as well. I love it, and I'm going to let Garrett kick this one off. It is time for 
numero de los muertos. I love this guys. As always, numero de los muertos is brought to you by Oveja Negra Brands. They bring you premium smoking experiences forged from tobacco time and talent, comprised of Black Label Trading Company, Blackworks Studio, Dissident, and Emilio. Oveja Negra Brands provide smokers uncompromising blends renowned for their flavor and lasting impression. Oveja Negra, where art and tobacco collide. Join the flock. Visit ovejanegracigars.com to learn more take it away garrett well abe i uh, i am grateful and honored that uh this is one of your favorite uh segments and yeah uh this week I remember, Matt, I remember the last time i was on what what did i can't remember the number but i can tell you what the tests were lumberjacks oh yeah yeah i remember yep. great segment. yeah man that was a hundred people a year that um, one? yeah so uh matt unfortunately knows this week's number yeah, so i can't I play cannot, along i cannot participate this week but for as always for our viewers and listeners if you guys have guesses once garrett gives us the number shout them out in the comments and we'll get them on screen all right here we go so this statistic comes from uh the u.s north america only um and it is since 2013 to 2019 the average is 42 people a year. 42 people per year in North America die from this. Mm-hmm. I, have to, I have to wonder why it's an average. Why not? Is it just not a number? Well, because, okay, so last year it was 62. Um, the year before that was like 39. Um, so is, average but is there any reason why you didn't average over three years instead of just picking one what like- uh, because the well this the cdc website gave the the comment okay. between 2013 got a hint from him uh, so, hey, q q it's, it's not sex toys q good guess but it's not sex toys it's it's no. it's is it is it some form of people who died from some kind of disease i'm gonna assume it is not medical. Oh, okay. And, 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 you, and you had the CDC. That's a- is, is it avalanches? It is not. We did do avalanches yeah, at we one did point. Avalanches. I, I don't remember. Is it any form of natural death from a natural occurrence? No, nope. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna hint out at uh, this is an accident. Ruling out out natural accidents like getting hit by lightning. Jim, it it is not sex with your ex. No. It's an accident. It's a death by accident. Okay, it's not sports related. Correct. It is not. It is not window cleaning. We did do that one. It is not boating accidents. Is it something in the service industry? Mm Mm-mm. Not sport. Not, not meteorites. Okay. Not bike riding. Not falling off. We already did falling off ladders. We did ladders. Charging electric cars. Wow. <laughs> this is tough. This is tougher. 
I think you throw me off with the average amount. That's why. Well, this is a good guess, but it's not right. But oil rig accidents, that's a very good Ooh, guess. That is a good but guess. It's not, but it's not right. Okay, it's in the United States. Yep. Correct. Right. Yep, this is just U.S. Oh, this, and, is, another, um, this is another good guess. Agricultural. Na- not Na- agricultural. Not nope. agricultural. Does it, does it, does it, does it, in, does it, is, it, is there a power tool? Is it something that's me- have to do with tools or mechanics? Uh, not tools. Now, Abe, I'm going to give you another another uh, machinery related uh, machinery. Cool. No, okay. I, I think that's the wrong tree to go down. Um, I will say that you recently talked about this uh, particular thing in the last week. Ooh, that's a big hint right there. Ooh. Deaths on I-95? <laughs> no, sir. No, not. And uh, Q, not submarines. Not yeah, submarines. I talk, I talk too much. So where would you have heard me talking in the last week? It had to be the Pete Johnson event. Hmm. It was not a Pete Johnson event. Where else was I in the last week? I'm, I'm doing interviews. Where, I don't know. Where are oh, you? KMA. KMA. Okay, yeah. KMA. So who was on um, Ernesto Perez Carrillo? What was I talking about? Wow. No, this was, uh, this was uh, Juan Lopez. Juan Lopez from Gurkha. Juan Lopez. It's not COVID. Is it the flu? Uh-uh. Not food allergies, not falling off a roof. Jim, it's not Alcohol scared to death. We did we did scared to death uh last, last week. week. Alcohol or poisoning? two weeks ago. Alcohol poisoning? No, sir. Nope. I was thinking Juan Lopez that had to come up somewhere. Alcohol. Not hot sauce. Mm, not bee stings. Oh, trick, trick no. or candy? No, no. Uh, that was a good one. That was a good that guess. Was. That was a good guess. See, you guys are great because you give us these comments of these guesses that gives us ideas for future shows. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I love it. Fuel your own source. It's great. Yep. It is. Um, oh, smoking a Swisher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we, all right, we let's uh, let's give you another one. Oh, it is. Oh. Is that snowmobiling? It's not snowmobiling. It is transportation related. Helicopter. Yep. I don't know why you didn't ask the transportation question. Helicopter. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, don't fly helicopters. Don't, <laughs> don't. That shit kills you. Uh, I so, remember yes. I was. I was watching the the rebroadcast on YouTube of of your show, and it, man, I, I was just so taken by how adamant you were about helicopters. And I contacted Garrett right away. I said, "Dude, this is what we have to do for the show." Yeah, what Abe thought. I'm telling you, I sent it to my operations guy. Like he wanted me to come into the Great Smoke. I said, "Are you on crack?" There's no way I'm. <laughs> and then after I said that, like he noticed three deaths of people he knew in a helicopter. Man, you just don't do helicopters. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, aside from, you know, f- 
people over the over the last several decades that I can remember, you know, notable celebrities and such who've died in helicopters. Um, you know, you personally have known people who per- perished in helicopter accidents. Five. Yeah. Wow. My first one was when I was, how old are you in fifth grade? Uh, 10, 10, 10 years old. 10 years old is the first person I, I met died in a helicopter. Yep, man. Yep, I can't. I mean, it's just uh, I've never been in a helicopter, so that's why you're still here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. That's why you're still here. Well, Abe, I uh, thank you. Uh, would you like to call us out for um, Numero de los Muertos? I don't know how to call you out. I don't remember. Just uh, you just say, and that was this week's. Numeros de los muertos. Did I do all right? Boom. You did it. I was I was slow on the trigger with the sound though. I was slow on the trigger with the sound. Numeros de los muertos. (laughs) I'm telling you, you guys inspired me to make my show better. (laughs) I love that. that. Think of something. This is like brilliant. Well, you were talking about, you know, you were talking about how, you know competition is good retailers make retailers better yeah. you know and and honestly if if it wasn't for uh, all the other shows who are light years way ahead of our show you know coop and and cigar dojo and uh, i mean we we just strive to just make things a little more fun and interesting uh, all the time and you know th- those guys make you know they they give us kind of a drive to do a little better each week. So that's what it's about, man. Yeah. yeah. About. yeah. Look, even my operate, even my Alex, my operation guys, a great segment. It's a great segment. Love it. Thank you. It. Thank you. And by the way, he that wanted was- me to correct myself because I slipped earlier and I said, those party in the boxes, we're going to go out the second week of November. It's the second week of February. February packages right the week before the event. So, you know, and they're they're going to go out signature confirmation. So we we'll, we want to make sure everybody gets them like a good week before the event starts. Nice. All right. So, um, a couple non cigar related questions. Yep. If you could choose to hear the thoughts of one living person for ten minutes, who would it be and why? Great question, dude. Do you want to produce a show? Yeah. Tell <laughs> you. Great question. <laughs> I do. I do produce a show. Man, <laughs> it's called "How About That Cigar Live." I'm telling you, you, you want moonlighting? No, I just we, we just got a new producer, Val. So we need to give her a fair yeah. crack. So I was, no, I, was we, I was beating up on Paul, not you, Val. In case you no, know. we we know Val. And we love yeah. Val. But we, we, love actually, Val. we had a chance to get Al, but I screwed it up. So I still got the scars from the Paul DeCrocco era of producing, but. um if I can hear anybody's thoughts, oh gosh. Um, I don't know if I want to be silly, funny, or like is this like a deep question? Whatever you can, want it to it be. be, either. I, I mean, honestly, I, I'd say my youngest daughter. Wow, that I is not a, had that. First, that is a first time answer, and it's, it's a great it's answer. So unique. And this girl, like, I, I, she should have been born in the 70s. She's just always happy. 
I just like to know what's in her head sometimes. Yeah, I love that. How can you exist like that? My other kids will fight and bicker, but she's always smiling, always happy. I just, I just, I'd like to know how a brain exists like that, where you just everything's always in a good mood. Yeah, I love that. Happy, yeah. That's a great answer. That is a. Um, all right, so. Oh, Quinn Thor said my wife's. No, dude. No. My wife tells me what's in her head every minute of the day. I don't have to wonder what's in my wife's head. <laughs> and we've, we've said this so many times on the show, but I, for if there are any thoughts left in, and everybody knows I love my wife to death, but if there, if there are any thoughts left in her head that she hasn't already told me, right? I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know. Agreed. Some things are better left unsaid. True. All right. So, Abe, if you were about to get into a fight, what would your soundtrack music be? Ooh. You could pick any song, any music, anything. Oh, wow. Man, these are some good questions. You thinking this shit up on your song, you own? <laughs> yeah. God damn, these are good questions. Thank uh, you. It's a tough call between Eye of the Tiger and Welcome to the Jungle. I, I'm not sure mm. where, you know, I love that old school Rocky, you know, Eye of the Tiger. Mm-hmm. But Welcome to the Jungle is just always fitting for a fight. That's a great I one. Like I don't think we've, we've definitely had Eye of the Tiger. I think, I think, crazy as it sounds, I think that's the first time we've heard Welcome, Welcome to the Jungle. I, yeah, I think so too. That's, but yeah, that's great fight music. All right, choose one of the following. You could hit a home run as a starting pitcher. You could score a touchdown as a defensive lineman. You could score a hockey goal as the goalie, or you could score a soccer goal as the goalie. I've done two of those. What? Okay, I've, I'm going to say a lineman because you were a football player. I've scored a few touchdowns as a lineman. Okay, what's the other one? I scored a few goals as a goalie. I was a, I was an indoor soccer goalie. Wow! No kidding. That is a first. That I got double okay, first. I'm going to dig this up. I have I have our league photo. We actually won the league that year, um, indoor soccer. It was like an 18, 18 to twenty league, and I think I'm like twelve in the picture. Thirteen. Okay. I'm literally big, like the second biggest guy in the whole photo. But yeah, I played in. I, I played goalie. I played goalie and fullback in real soccer um, up until high school, um, and then I played uh, in, in a night indoor soccer league because you know we're Middle Eastern. We grew up playing soccer. You know, it was a big mm-hmm. thing for us. So yeah, I, I was an indoor goalie. So actually, I scored a goal as a goalie. And I've scored a touchdown, so I don't know if that question really works for me that well. I've done two or four of those. No, I love that. I mean, this is not only is it the first time anybody has said they've actually done that. You've done it twice in two categories. That's awesome. I love it. Scoring scoring a goal in indoor soccer is a little bit easier as a goalie than scoring a goal, you know, sure. in, in, in a full outdoor field. But yeah, yeah. I, I did it. I did it. Uh, I did it in indoor soccer league, and I scored a few touchdowns actually on defense. Nice. I so, what that. would you pick? What What was either the best or of the other ones? Would you rather do one of the other things or oh, the baseball one? I could, don't really relate to. What was the other one? Uh, hockey. Yeah, hockey. I don't. Yeah, I don't relate to hockey because I didn't play it. But but I I think 
I think scoring the goal as a goalie in soccer is just way more unexpected. It's not really that uncommon to score a touchdown. You know, we when we played, our defense was um, we had seven shutouts out of nine games. We're we were wow. yeah, we were a huge defensive team. So that's not uncommon. But it's very crazy to score a goal as a goalie because that that doesn't happen. Yeah. So that yeah. that to me stands out as the the harder accomplishment. Yeah. Yep. All right. So um, each week we do a notable smokable where we talk about something interesting that we smoked over the course of the last week. It could be a cigar that's brand new to the market or something that's a classic that's been on humidor shelves for decades. Um, so, uh, Garrett, why don't you go first this week? So yesterday I had my first cigar in over a week due to COVID. Um, and I had the uh, Padilla Connecticut. And is he still making cigars? Yeah. Really? Yes. I'm not. Well, I'll say this. I don't. And, oh, and I, I, the name. I don't know if he's still making cigars. That's, that's the, so I'm saying this yeah. from, a, from a place of, of not being 100% knowledgeable about it. Yeah, but that's true. That's my knowledge. He is not making the cigars anymore, but there is still a brand name called. Yeah, that happens a lot sometimes. It's yeah. Somebody will acquire a brand because I haven't seen him or heard from him. Or yeah, I mean, not a peep or a sound. So I was, I was, I was shocked when you said that. Yeah. So that but, would be a good uh, research. I'm, I'm gonna look that up and see who's making those cigars. Yeah. Um. So Abe, is there something you smoked recently that, um, even if it's something that you smoked for the first time in 15 years, and you're like, holy crap, this is, this is still a good cigar. I smoked two cigars for the first time, in, in, ever. So this week, and they were both good. One was the event cigar, the shrunken pumpkin that, that uh, mm. um, we had for the Tituai event. I had never had a regular pumpkin or any pumpkin. So that was my first pumpkin cigar, and I, I really, really liked it. And oddly enough, um, a guy stopped by, uh, Henderson Ventura, Ventura yeah. Cigars, and um, we don't carry his brands. Um, he happened to be in Florida, wanted to stop by told him swing by, hang out, left me some samples. I can't tell you, but it was like a gold metallic. It wasn't a metallic. It was a copper-looking label. looked like a penny. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what line that was, but I smoked it. And anybody who could correct me or help me out, but um, who knows the lines better than I do. We don't carry them. But it's literally a line that had a label that looked like as if it was a copper penny or brass okay. label. And um, brushed brush press or whatever. Yeah. But it was a great cigar. Nice. Two nice. two first two first times in, in one week. And it was they were, they were both enjoyed them very, very much. Yeah, he's somebody I keep meaning to reach out to. I just haven't uh haven't done that yet. So very nice guy. He needs to yeah. work the circuit. One of the pieces of advice I gave in my office is you got a great story. You yeah. Know, you know how to make cigars. Stop worrying about how to make cigars. Start telling people who you are. Yeah. So we'll see if he takes my advice. But um no he had some really good product. So my my notable this week is um, the from JRE the Aladino Cameroon Lonsdale. Um, mm. I mean, uh, so I've I've enjoyed the Aladino line since they came out four years ago or whenever the original Aladino hit, and then they've had different iterations. You know, the Corojo and the Cam, uh, the Connecticut. Um, this Cameroon is, uh, and I'm not going to spoil it for you, but I'll spoil it for you. The review is coming out soon. It's ridiculously good. It is ridiculously good. Just does 
is making some really, really good cigars. Yeah. He really, really is. I think he's going to be a big up-and-comer. If he would ever maybe get and figure out how to you know, wield the power of social media and marketing a little better, because right now most of the hype is being created by people who smoke cigars and just like it. Yeah. Got really, really good product. In fact, you know, I'll tell you guys right now, it was one of my choices for an upcoming Cigar of the Month Club. So we yeah. already put something out and we had just gotten the uh, cigars or he's just shipping them today. So there'll be one in a month, next month. I don't know, but it's definitely in the queue for a smoking Cigar of the Month Club selection because I like the stuff he's making. He's really, really good. Yeah. yeah that's kind of how a lot of my Cigar of the Month Club picks are. You know, yeah, I'll try something. All right. I got to reach out to this guy. I want this cigar in my Cigar of the Month Club, you know, or I'll yeah. try something I haven't had in 10 years. I'm like, man, why don't I not smoke this more often? How often do you guys do that? You ever visit a cigar like you haven't had in 10 years? Oh, yeah. We yeah. So so oh. that we talk about that yeah. on sometimes our our, our uh, uh, notable smokable of the week will be, you know, a, 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 a Fuente short story or uh, an Undercrown or who knows? It could be uh, or or, you know, an original, you know, padrone or something like that it's it you just never know yeah and and it's that's one of the great things about this is um and we even do these things that we call flashback reviews where we'll take a cigar that uh, because normally cigar reviews are you know on sites that do reviews they're going to be cigars that are new because people want to read about the new cigars but i i thought it was an interesting idea to take cigars that have been on the market forever that maybe haven't been reviewed recently and see how they're smoking today in 2020. Right. You know, and so it's, it's uh, because maybe cigars that have been on the market for 15 years, maybe they're not as good as they were 15 years ago. Maybe they're better. Who knows? But Mm -hmm. I think it's fun sometimes to go back and smoke those ones that used to be in our regular rotation, but we haven't touched in a while. Especially if that company got acquired and that always should be done. Cause I tell you what, yes, blends will change after an acquisition. I've seen yep, it yep. Many, many times in my career. That is true. Absolutely. They'll, they'll tell you they didn't, but my, yeah. tongue, my tongue tells me differently. Yeah, the palate, right. palate doesn't yeah. lie. Unless unless no. you just went through COVID and then your palate lies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it lies a lot. Now, Abe, uh, do you ever smoke hookah? Um, it's my culture. Right. Yeah, I mean, so um, I'm not like, I don't have one. My, I have one at the house because actually my wife and my sister-in-law, they, they, my sister-in-law is like a hookah goddess, but we grew up in my culture. So like we go to the Middle East or we have relatives over, you know, we've had them, whatever, but I'm not like an average, it's too much work. See, that's why I never got to a pipe. All right. Now, if you go to the Middle East and you go to a hookah bar, you don't got to do nothing. And the little dude comes right. and serves it or, yeah, that's a great night, but it's too much work. That's why I never got into a pipe. You gotta pack it. You gotta cure it. You can't smoke the same pipe. It's like a job. I yep. want. I want to relax. I want to cut a cigar later and enjoy it. That's kind of yeah. why you know I've never really. I I had pipes. I tried to get into pipes. It was like a job. When I work all day, when I go to enjoy something, I don't want to work. And like hookah, yep. if, if you got one at home, it's like a job. You know, getting the coal hot, packing it in. You know, I like it as a smoking experience. Don't get me wrong. It's yep. just not something I'll partake in a regular basis. Too much work. Yeah. So uh, for our viewers and listeners, uh, give you an idea of what we have coming up next week. Next week, we actually are doing double duty. So in addition to our regular Tuesday night show, we have a special Wednesday night show. So Tuesday night, our regular night on the 10th, 
We're going to talk to Ben Holt from Dissident Cigars. Uh, this will be his second visit with us on the show. He's got a couple new uh, facings coming out that we want to tell you all about. Uh, and then the very next night, Wednesday night, we are going to be part of the the Lazona Palooza takeover. Oh. They, are, they are going wild on cigar media to uh, to get the word out about Lazona Palooza. So we are going to have them on Wednesday night to be a part of the Lazona Palooza takeover. So two shows next week, Tuesday night and Wednesday night. Uh, definitely don't want to miss out on that. Uh, Abe, give everybody a final idea. That, that final plug for where is the best place for them to get all the info about the stuff we talked about tonight? Uh, well, uh, well, if you want, you want any information on The Great Smoke, go to thegreatsmoke.com. It's all there. It'll constantly be updated so that you can even buy your tickets there. There are tickets available. I I, I think we, we sold – it went on sale today? Yesterday. I think yesterday we sold three times the amount we did the first day of last year so we're on pace to have a you know pretty good turnout for it so thegreatsmoke.com and if anybody's interested in our cigar of the month club we talked about just go to smokein.com and there's a link there for our weekly club our nice. cigar club nice well i think we just lost garrett i don't know why but that's okay uh <laughs> so that's 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 really it guys for our viewers and listeners again this uh this beautiful prize pack that uh that i am holding in my hand right here with all kinds of just ridiculously beautiful swag and other beautiful stuff in there. And I'm going to throw in a few treats of my own from my own personal. So uh, you guys, anybody who left comments in here, uh, whether it's on the YouTube video or the Facebook video, we're going to give you a few more days. So we're going to go until Friday at noon central time. So this Friday, noon central time, you still have a chance go on either the YouTube video or the Facebook video, you can still leave a comment. I'm going to take all the names. I'm going to put them into a spreadsheet, randomly pick a number. Somebody's going to win this insane prize pack. So keep leaving comments even for the next couple of days. Um, so this has been a – Abe, thank you so much, brother. It's been thank an awesome Garrett, Matt, thank you so much for having me again. Also, one more thing I just forgot to add. You reminded me. During the Great Smoke, we will have live drawings for epic prizes every hour on the hour. Multiple people. So – constant interaction you just remind me with your epic giveaway guys it's a pleasure i love your show i love your segment still have one of my favorite segments in the cigar media world so keep up the great work man and we'll keep you guys posted as we can learn more things about the great smoke absolutely absolutely thank you so much for all our viewers and listeners as always if you have questions email us directly on the website how about that cigar.com Follow us on social media at HBT Cigar. And until we see you next time, burn cigars, not bridges. See you guys. Thank you. Thanks, guys.